The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Quite well, thank you. We have a nice storm approaching. The Weather Service has issued a nice storm warning for all of the JTV viewing area. Winter storm warning for the rest of Michigan. All that in pink will be getting snow and lots of it. Those of us in purple are going to be seeing ice accumulating, freezing rain, sleet, Sleet mixed with rain, freezing rain mixed with snow, sleet mixed with freezing rain, all this happening sometime soon because already we are hearing reports of some freezing rain, freezing precipitation in the southwest corner of Jackson County. So it's on its way. Yeah, the ice was uh, sticking to the windshield. The rain was sticking to the windshield mm -hmm. this morning on the way in. So obviously everything's canceled school-wise today. And... Um, yeah, so be careful out on the roads for sure. Did you know the storm has a name? <laughs> uh, Ice Storm Zebra? No, Ice Storm Olive. Olive. And that's why I thought you were wearing that olive colored shirt oh, today. Oh. Yes, that's it. Is it? Yes. Okay. Thanks to the Weather Channel for naming um, your storms. Noah was looking for famous olives. Mm -hmm. And of course, I, you know, I could only think of olive oil. Olive oil. Pop Popeye's yeah. spouse. Um, olive olive the, uh, is Marie Osmond's first name. Olive. Marie Olive Osmond. Marie Osmond. Did you know that? You should know that. know that. 80s radio. <laughs> you should know that. So, No, I was watching the Weather Channel last night, and mm. uh, it's crazy what's going on in Minnesota, Wisconsin. It's just, uh, they have the snow that we don't have. So. And the cold. And the cold. Yeah. yeah, I was watching the Weather Channel, too, and they were showing a movie. Oh, yeah, there was a murder. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> like, like, I was watching... Uh, the Weather Channel went and did something, came back, and there was a guy laying down being stabbed. Yeah. So they showed just like it was a movie. The Weather Channel has one job. Yeah. Just do the weather. Yeah. Very weird. Uh, Spring Arbor University and Jackson College will be uh, having all their classes remote today. City of Jackson Parks and Rec, all uh, programs and centers canceled, and it's also Ash Wednesday. It is also Ash Wednesday. Yes. Uh, great win last night for Michigan State University men's basketball. It was a cool night uh, seeing them top Indiana with all of the everyone in the stadium wearing the Spartan Strong T-shirts, and uh, it was cool. It was cool to see. I was telling Brandon this morning. Um, it was it's it's amazing seeing some seeing this eight just eight days after this tragedy, but it, that it is the right thing to do. The names of those killed on the players' shoes. Eight seats were reserved for the three who died and the five recovering in the hospital. A moment of silence held before tip-off, and then the MSU band played MSU Shadows. Spartan Strong in evidence last night at Breslin. Uh, we want to uh, give a 
thanks and a shout out to uh, Kurt and Mary Nichols at Marino's. They, um, this is their last week oh. of their uh, Parnell Road uh, location, but they will still be open in Spring Arbor and on Horton Road. Good news for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you're looking for something to do, and I <laughs> think this might be weather related, Thursday night, you, you've never heard of such a thing. The Cascades Manor House is having a chunky blanket night. Oh. You ever heard of such a thing? No, I've never heard of such no. a thing. No, well, it's a class for uh, beginner knitters, and oh. uh, you get to make an entire chunky blanket. So that's Thursday night at the Cascades Manor House. I've invited Austin Curtis to go to Chunky Blanket Night with me. He is yet to RSVP. What is a chunky blanket? Is it's it... a beginner knitting class. Oh, but okay. is it a blanket you'll make making? A, you'll you leave make... with a 40 by 60 blanket, chunky, chunky. I assume, <laughs> that you made. So, is it okay. chunky because you didn't purl and knit and stitch? I don't know. I will let you know <clears throat> after Austin and I mm. make our make our chunky blankets. So, hey, I've got some sports. Let's get to it. Our Extreme Dodge scoreboard brought to you by our good friends at Extreme, and it was an exciting night. I'm going to tell you how exciting how it was. How exciting here. was it? Uh, it was so exciting. That when I tell you about the girls' basketball scores, you won't believe it. Boys' basketball, Jackson 83, Chelsea 81. Concord over Reading. Columbia Central fell to Ida. Jackson Christian lost to Pittsburgh. And uh, I think the score is wrong. Didn't Lumen Christie beat Western? And boys? I'm pretty sure that Lumen boys beat Western, but I'm not sure. Um, we'll confirm on that. Marshall over Northwest. Girls' basketball. You're not going to believe what happened last night, Bart. No. No, you're not. There is a three-way tie for first place in the Cascades. We have co-champions because Napoleon knocked off East Jackson last night. So you have Grass Lake, Napoleon, and East Jackson all finished in the league at 8-3. and three. I talked these, are, to, uh, these are girls. <coughs> girls. This yeah, is these girls. are girls' scores. Yeah. yeah, these are girls' scores. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Ah, the man behind the curtain. The man behind the curtain. Uh, back to my story. Uh, Napoleon, if East Jackson girls would have won, they'd have won the league outright. Mm -hmm. Napoleon beat East Jackson. They were up 30 to 15 at halftime. The final score, 35-32. Wow. I asked Troy Fairbanks, I said, how did you handle that from a, a, a heart standpoint? And he said, not well. Hmm. But uh, it's cool to see all the competitive girls basketball. Jeff Steer said it was the great, greatest coaching achievement he's uh, witnessed. Is that what he said? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I like it. So, yeah, that's our uh, scoreboard. And, uh, oh, hockey. We had some hockey stuff going on. Jackson United destroyed East Catwood, and Lumen Christie took care of Wald Lake. So both teams advance. And that's our scoreboard brought to you by our friends at Extreme. Big show. Busy. Who's on? Busy show. Busy show. Uh, we have with us Jacob Innocencio from Grow Jackson. And Jacob will limp on set right after this. <laughs> the Morning Show is brought to you by Barrex. Barrex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barrex, empowering data insights. Is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. They're in their third generation of being family owned and operated. Thank you to Vermeulen's for helping us bring you today's show. The Career Center has a open house that uh, they're inviting everyone to attend if you're curious to see, hey, what's going on out there at that uh, 
Career Center. Well, Thursday, February 23rd, 4 to 7 p.m., and you can check it out. State-of-the-art classrooms, latest tools and tech, industry-certified instructors, certifications and college credits, and early college opportunities. Check it out again Thursday, February 23rd, 4 to 7 p.m. at the Career Center. Joining us now is the president oh, and founder of Grow Jackson, Jacob Innocencio. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you guys doing? We're doing really well. Um, we recapped the event before you came on, and yes. you had a little injury. I'm sorry. Did you talk about the injury before I joined you? Uh, yeah. Okay. No, we wow. have talked about it. So you're in a boot. We I'm normally boot. have the shoe cam. We're going to boot cam today. Well, yeah, boot it's cam. boot cam. Yes, yeah, tragic. Boot cam. Right there, yeah, yes. There it is. So I broke my foot. I stepped in a hole. <laughs> and it's as not you, funny. It's, it's funny. It's okay. Yeah. I'm okay. As, as you know, Orthopedic Rehab is the title sponsor for the race yes. series. And I even made a big deal before the race of saying to everybody, it's slippery out there. Yeah. The city's done a great job helping us get the path ready, but still, watch your step. Yeah. It is February. We don't want anyone to have to go see <laughs> orthopedic rehab. Got a big laugh. 20 minutes later, I broke my foot. And I thought I was fine. Yeah. I went to the ER the next day. They took x-rays. They're like, no, this is super broken. You need to go see a specialist. Wow, super and here, broken. And here yeah. we are. Yeah. Well, despite the Wait, did injury. you say specialist? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, just a specialist for feet. Oh, uh, okay. For fixing broken feet. <laughs> uh, it's been a busy winter for uh, Grow Jackson. Groundhog yeah. Gallup, it was a fundraiser. Did, yeah, did it was. Yeah. Groundhog Gallup was an amazing fundraiser. Um, we really appreciated our sponsors, Innocencio and Fisk sponsored us. We had support from JPS, Culligan, Orthopedic Rehab, MVP Sports. Uh, who else was in there that uh, supported us? And of course, we had uh, Fortress Cafe and you folks. Um, giving us in-kind support. The photos turned out great, as they always do. Um, we had an amazing event. We last year had 180 people sign up and about 135 people run. This year, we had 260 people sign up with over 200 people start. Wow. So we had about 20% uh, fall off both years, which is to be expected given that it was, it was cold. about eight degrees yeah, it was, <laughs> at I the was, race. I was driving home from, I don't know, a youth sporting event and saw everyone running, and mm -hmm. I was just thinking, Dang, it's cold out. <laughs> it, it was chilly. It was super chilly, but um, we had a really good time. It was wonderful to have the opportunity to share with some new folks about what we're up to at Grow Jackson. It was great for Orthopedic Rehab to get to recap uh, the 2022 race series and use this as a kickoff for the 2023 race series. Um, I appreciated the fact that so many different race directors from this series were there that day, mm -hmm. getting to share a little bit about their events and offered sometimes discounts or promotional materials for their own races. Mm -hmm. I know that the next race in the series is Family Service and Children's Aid, and they already have, I believe, 40 or 50 people signed up for that event. That's so great. we're looking forward to that in April. Hopefully your boot will be off by then. Yes, I know. I, against doctor's orders, have been uh, able to swim. I've just been just pulling. <laughs> and so I just am going crazy without being able to get the why at all. So uh, no running, no biking for now. Yeah. Let's talk about some partnerships with schools. Uh, you've got uh, a few, uh, your enhance, enhancing partnership with Jackson Catholic Schools, mm -hmm. I know they approached you, but also uh, Northeast Elementary. Tell yep. us about that partnership. Absolutely. So we're expanding our partnership with JCS. They were our first major donor uh, back in 20, spring of 2021. Mm -hmm. And they really believed in us and we were so grateful for that and still are. And so we were able to put a garden at St. Mary's um, adjacent to the Catholic Charities yeah. Building and had two great years of programming there mm -hmm. with the students at St. Mary's as well as with the YMCA. 
um, this year we're able to now stretch that partnership. So because of some support from Jackson Catholic Schools, we're building out a curriculum. We're going to have a hoop house actually on Lumen's campus. So we're going to get to do some really cool agriculture science and stretch uh, what we've been doing K-6 all the way to K-12. Nice. So continuing those curriculum build-outs, aligning them with the science standards and uh, getting students hands-on lab-type experiences that are supplemental to their science standards. Um, and it really helps them connect their food system, right? They yeah. can see food in a real way. They can understand the process. They can understand the concepts of pollination and germination and photosynthesis much better when they can see it, they can interact with it, they can understand how the process uh, yeah. unfolds. Uh, other schools that you're partnering with as well? Yep, so we're adding Northeast Elementary and we're really excited about that um, just to get to stretch the elementary programming. Uh, so we're going to work with the students at Northeast and we're really thankful to Conagra uh, Foods, excuse me, Conagra Brands Foundation and the Jackson Community Foundation mm -hmm. uh, because major grants from them last year have made the addition of Northeast possible. And so we're really excited to formally start this partnership with Jackson Public Schools and hopefully trend in the same way where we continue to add schools to the process. And what we're really excited about with that is its collaborative effort between Grow Jackson, Young People of Purpose, which is Diane Washington's organization, and Northeast and JPS. Mm -hmm. So Diane's been doing great elementary student programming for years and is breaking into Northeast uh, and working with their students in a more uh, consistent way. So to be able to support on the garden side of things is amazing. Um, and she and I have worked uh, well together uh, at the King Center now for the last two years and are also looking forward to a great program there. Are there volunteer uh, opportunities? Absolutely. We're getting ready to roll out our volunteer calendar. That's going to be on our website and on Facebook. Uh, so we're going to have events almost every Saturday this spring. Uh, we're going to have a much more growth happening. We're going to add space to the King Center. We're going to add space to our Tomlinson Street Garden. And so there's going to be plenty of opportunities uh, for organizations and individuals and families to come out. Um, here's a photo from some of our friends at Rise Above who are probably our most consistent volunteers, mm -hmm. uh, old students of mine uh, who are really uh, willing to show up and do whatever they need to do, get their hands dirty and support the process. They were actually instrumental in helping us with a recent major donation uh, that was a little bit uh, larger magnitude than I was ready for, uh, transparently. We were um, contacted by a company called Piedmontese, which is a beef company out of Nebraska, mm -hmm. and Deb Lazaroff uh, was able to connect us with them because she ran a race mm -hmm. in, I believe, Texas that they had sponsored. She gets us on the phone with them and says, hey, I would like to pay my award, my gift card forward to Grow Jackson. Mm -hmm. So we start speaking uh, with somebody there who I think John does community engagement of some kind. And um, he said, well, what if we just donate uh, some beef jerky? Oh, cool. And so I was thinking, okay, great, a couple cases of beef jerky. Uh, this would be great. It's shelf stable, it's high in protein, and it's a nice uh, opportunity for people in the winter. Uh, and then 12 massive pallets oh of my. beef jerky showed up. Um, <laughs> over $100,000 worth of beef That's jerky amazing. that they donated. Wow. It was it was mind-blowing. We didn't even know what to do with that. So I called up my friends at Rise Above, and uh, JPS let us use their loading docks at Hunt. Mm -hmm. And we unloaded the 12 pallets, and we trucked it over to Isaiah's Hub, where we rent space mm -hmm. on Tomlinson Street. And the kids helped us uh, all day. That's amazing. How many... Uh how many sticks of beef jerky have you had? Uh, myself, a lot. We can't, we, we can't find enough people to give it to. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. Wow, that's cool. What a so, nice uh, donation. Yeah, we were, we're completely humbled uh, by that and it, proud of the fact that it went so well. You know, thankful for the volunteers, of course. 
beyond words, we can't say how amazing it is yeah. uh, what Piedmontese did for us. Like I said, I really thought a couple cases of beef jerky. Yeah. And it's grass-fed, grass-finished, it's organic, it's made in the United States, so really high-quality stuff. And they shipped it to us, and they, <laughs> they organized all the logistics for us. We didn't wow. have to do anything except have a, have a loading dock and have the volunteers there. Wow, sound like good people. They were amazing. Yeah, we amazing. really appreciated them. Yeah, thanks to Piedmontese Beef. Wow. Yeah, for sure. They were, and it, it's so great to, you know, to work with farmers who support what you do, especially yeah. when they're also farmers who believe in land stewardship, mm -hmm. who believe in taking care of the environment, who believe in feeding people. I mean, those are some of our core values as well. Yeah. So to find an organization that's doing that, that's doing that so well on 70,000 acres in the Great Plains, which is, wow. I know, right? We're growing on a half an acre yeah, here in Jackson. Amazing. So we just, we feel really humbled by that and really, um, really blessed and have been working diligently this winter. So we still have a lot to give away. Uh, we still wanna get some to residents in action and the community action agency. Uh, we've given some to Interfaith, we've given some to various schools, food banks around the county. Um, we've been very lucky to have, uh, you know, to have that support from Piedmontese. Yeah, and you also have had um, support from the school districts you're yep. working with and also the Jackson Community Foundation. Community yeah. Foundation has been amazing. The Conagra Foundation has been amazing. Uh, some of our major donors uh, this year have really, excuse me, I guess last year now, have really put us in a position uh, where we feel like we can take a next step. Actually, uh, I'm now able to be uh, a full-time employee of Grow Jackson, which is amazing yeah. to get to be the executive director. Awesome. Uh, I got to take a step back from my job at Veritas, uh, which I love, but I can focus more on developing these relationships, doing our programming. Uh, so we're excited. We're gonna work with a thousand kids this year. We're gonna keep our partnerships with the city, the YMCA, Rise Above, add Jackson Public, expand Jackson Catholic Schools. So really a lot of tremendous things coming and yeah. we're really blessed. Sounds like it. Well, congratulations on uh, all the success. Sounds like 23 will be another great year and looking forward to uh, having you back on. Heal up, Thank you. please. I I'll heal up for sure. I am going to the uh, ISD open house tomorrow. Okay. So if you're there, maybe you'll see me, maybe you won't see the boot, who knows? Oh, we'll see, we'll look for you there. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you. Jacob Innocencio, Executive Director of Grow Jackson. More of the show right after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Our show today is brought to you by the Enchanted Forest Bar and Grill, and they have daily specials, a breakfast and Bloody Mary bar that starts at 7 a.m. on Sundays. And you can uh, also book your event there and check out their website for live music and daily specials. That's the Enchanted Forest. Also coming up this weekend is the Home Builders Show, and uh, if you'd like to go, there's three days you can go. You can go. Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and uh, we have tickets here at JTV. If you'd like, stop by and grab one. Visit jacksonhomeshow.com. I was watching the uh, high school basketball game on JTV last week, mm -hmm. and David Rice said, nothing beats a fine Bloody Mary bar on Did a Sunday morning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, yes. there's been an email sent to him, so he won't <laughs> say it anymore. 17-year-old? <laughs> nah. 
he's 18. Joining us now from Spring Arbor University, the Dean of Engineering, Ron DeLapp, and from Jacktown Vectors, uh, the robotics team from the Jackson Area Career Center, Charlotte. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. So it's an exciting time to, uh, to have this event on campus. It is. You know, this is our third year having it on campus, and it's, uh, it's kind of a well-oiled machine now, and we always get excited around this time. It's very busy. We'll have 40 teams coming from around the state, and probably 12 or 1,300 people on our campus, wow. uh, all in a frenzy as they, it is a frenzy. they do their first robotics competition. It's like, it's amazing, to the, the atmosphere, it's like, it's like the Olympics. Yes, it's, uh, it makes me feel young, <laughs> just being around all of these young people like Charlotte who are just pouring their hearts into these competitions and building some incredible robots. Yeah, and Charlotte's been in robotics from a very young age, mm -hmm. and you were a big part of last year's event at mm -hmm. SAU. Yeah. You actually opened it with the national anthem. Nice mm -hmm. job. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done robotics since I was in sixth grade. I did the middle school team. I was the team captain in middle school, and then I came up to uh, the career center to do the team here, and I love it so much. It's one of the best experiences and it's such a great environment for kids. It gives them a way to like express themselves. Um, like for me personally, I got to help design the t-shirts for this year. This is our design from last year, but um, it's great for kids. It's a very, like you were talking about, it's, it's a frenzy at the competitions, but it is, it's amazing chaos. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's um, you're never bored and it's just one of the best feelings to get out there and be like, oh my God, that's mine. Like, <laughs> I, I built that. Are the, uh, are the vectors ready for next week? I think by uh, tomorrow night okay. we will, be, we will yeah. be ready. Tell us a little bit about your team and what you've been working on. So we have been working on making an arm that can pick up uh, both blocks and cubes. Okay. That's one of the main, thing, main things that we're focusing on. They have a, uh, a station where you can pick up things, and we're working to pick up from that as well as pick up from the floor. Uh, we just finished attaching all of our arms, and by tomorrow we're, we'll have the wiring done for our robot. Another thing that we've been working really hard on is an auto-balancing system. So what that does is there's what we have called a charge station. You drive up on that, and the auto balancing system will drive it forwards or backwards to balance it. We have multiple videos of it doing that by cool. itself with other robots and um, it was really exciting to see that happen for the first time. What happens when, because uh, I've seen these robots collide in competition, mm -hmm. what's that like uh, as watching that as a team member when your robots colliding with another one. Obviously, it's competition. You're, mm -hmm. It's race timed on a lot of a lot of the skills. Mm -hmm. But what's that like when you're seeing what you guys have put together just get ran down? Well, we build our robot specifically so it has like interchangeable parts. So if anything breaks uh, between matches, we just take it off, put a new one on. But it is kind of scary sometimes. Like last year, we had to climb up. Um, it was always scary. We would be like four feet in the air and we'd be like, please don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, our whole, whole robot is built to protect against um, anything being harmed on the inside. So it has 
polycarb outside so it protects all the wires and anything that's fragile mm -hmm. like the batteries and it has bumpers as well which will protect the main focus of the robot. Here's some of the uh, frenzy, Ron, that you were talking about <laughs> right on campus. Yeah, it's amazing to see like 100 students all lined up doing the Macarena together uh, <laughs> down on the floor of the, the robotics uh, competition. The teams have themes. You'll mm -hmm. see various, uh, should we call them costumes or uniforms? Sure, <laughs> yeah. 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 What's your theme this year? Uh, well, the theme this year for the, is the tournament as a whole is charged up. So it's basically electricity getting electricity. Um, so our shirts have like lightning bolts and everything like that. So that's our theme for this year. Cool. How many on your uh, on the squad? We have, I believe, we I know we have over thirty students. Wow. Yeah. Ron, can people come and watch this? Competition? Sure. Yeah, the competition is free to the public. You can come. We'll be competing on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, Friday and Saturday b will be the more busy days, uh, so if uh, anyone would like to come, uh, as I say, it's, there's no charge to come. Uh, Friday and Saturday are the busy days. They'll run from 8 until 8, 8 in the morning till 8 at night. It's just very, very busy days. Um, and it's just one, one competition after another. Uh, we've got to whittle 40 teams down to a few champion teams, and, uh, and it's a pretty consistent, continual process of competitions. So people can come anytime yeah. throughout the day uh, to see what's going it's, on. It's, I've, I've been, it's so loud. Are uh, robotics parents worse than hockey parents? Oh, that is a good <laughs> question. We have a cheer. Um, our main mentors of the team say 2-6, and mm -hmm. everyone in the crowd says 1-1. One, one. Mm -hmm. So at that time, I would say, yes, they're, yeah. they're pretty loud. That's cool. Yeah. And you guys, the amount of work that goes into this, uh, how, what's the latest you've been at the Career Center? Oh, I couldn't even tell you. Um, I think the latest I've stayed, well, this year I haven't stayed as much, but I know last year I was at the Career Center until 9 one night. Um, but when we were changing, we changed our whole robot last year between our first competition and our second competition. So during that time, I think like probably like 10 at <laughs> night. You know, with all this uh, artificial intelligence mm -hmm. uh, talk, it's sweeping the country, Ron. Yes, yeah. Is that going to be part of uh, robotics? It may feed into it a little bit, but I, in my heart, I think the design of these robotics is, uh, it's going to take a little while for things like chat GPT to catch up to those kind of designs. Mm -hmm. and. Um, there is a lot of freedom in how robots are designed and what we like to do is see these students come up with their own ideas of how they're going to design and build robots and if the students have a good coach like this team does, they have a wonderful coach, uh, that coach is going to encourage the students to figure out things on their own and not immediately go to the internet and try to find you know, canned solutions. How talented are these kids, Ron? Oh, they're amazingly talented. Um, I would like to get every one of them to come to Spring Arbor and be engineers, yeah. but they go, you know, people with, with skills uh, like Charlotte's can do many, many different things. And well, it exposes the school really to these students in your engineering program. Yeah. What a right. great fit. Well, that's one reason why we like to host, host the competition is it brings people onto our campus so they can see who we are 
and we can introduce them to uh, our engineering program, which is not too old yet. We're, we're four years old this year. So I'll have our first, our very first graduates are coming out of the program this year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's robotics season. Mm -hmm. Consumers Energy hosting robotics students this Friday, and then on March 3rd and 4th at the McDonald Athletic Center. It's the, uh, is it the regionals? What do they first, call it? The first, uh, mm -hmm. first in robotics competition. Mm -hmm. yep. That's the biggie. Yeah, yeah. These are the regional competitions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know we'll be there and we'll look forward Great. to uh, packing, packing the arena. It'll be packed. Yes, sir. Good luck to uh, the vectors. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having yeah. me. Mm -hmm. Charlotte getting ready with the Jackson Area Career Center Career Center's Jacktown Vectors and from Spring Armor University Dean of Engineering, Ron DeLatt. More of the morning show, stay with us. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. We're just 24 days away from St. Patrick's Day, and uh, you may have plans for the morning and afternoon, but 5.30 comes around and you want to get some exercise, the Shamrock Shuffle presented by the Jackson YMCA. And it's a 5K, only costs $25. And uh, run that 5K, run some of the uh, kegs and eggs and green beer off <laughs> Friday, March 17th at 5.30. Visit the Jackson YMCA to sign up. It'll be great for photo opportunities. Absolutely. Oh, we have a score correction. It was, you were right. Lumen Christie boys did one oh. over Western. So, sorry, sorry, that. sorry, folks. <laughs> Thank you to Dana for taking those calls. <laughs> our uh, next guests are working uh, on filling the uh, the bleachers and the uh, dugouts for Jackson Southwest Little League. Bobby Rozak and Chris Cook. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thank uh, you. It's that time of year already, isn't it? Whew. Happens fast. You know. Um, Andy, you're probably one of the few people to actually be kicked out of the Southwest Little League. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true. That is true. True story. It is yeah. true. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later in the uh, end of the segment. But so you guys are already registering, um, and you guys have. Uh, I was looking so many age groups, uh, four up to sixteen, softball and baseball. Talk a little bit about Southwest and, and the programs you offer. Sure, yeah, so we have, as you said, ranging from four to 16, and, and not a lot of people do it all the way up through 16 yeah. anymore. Yeah. I think maybe I was one of the last people that actually played when I was 16 years old for <laughs> yeah. the Southwest Little right. League, but uh, there wasn't as many travel teams back then. Uh, so there's a lot of competition out there with your travel teams and, yeah. and, and anybody spouting off and doing that, because I'm one of them. Yeah. But a lot of our girls and uh, my kids play both yeah. They'll play Southwest Little League, and then on the weekends, they'll do their yeah. travel stuff, too. There's so many different pathways to success. You mentioned, you know, you played Southwest till you were 16. It didn't stop you from playing college baseball. It certainly did not, <laughs> you know, and, and surprisingly, and I'll just mention people in my own family yeah. that played Southwest Little League and then went on to college. So myself, I played at Adrian College. Mm -hmm. My younger brother, Eric, played at Southwest Little League. He played at Central Michigan. Mm -hmm. My brother-in-law, Mick Callahar, played Southwest Little League his whole life, played catcher at University mm -hmm. of Michigan. My uncle, Mark Lincoln, played Southwest Little League, yeah. and he played catcher at Michigan State. Um, and let's not forget Ryan Lamar, the yeah. guy who plays in the mm -hmm. pros, right? right? He played Southwest Little League. Isn't that amazing? So yeah. you don't have to play travel ball to Isn't play 
at the next level, right. um, college and or pro. All right. That's a, I think that's a that's a great statement. And boy, what some great names coming out of coming out of Jackson, right? That's good. But that's good where, baseball family. That's where, where it all where it all starts. So Southwest Little League and um, where you guys started. Um, talk a little bit about uh, what kids get out of those programs. You didn't want to tell you anything about I'll tell you what, and, and I'll tell you as a coaching standpoint. Yeah. Um, this is where I got my start in coaching, right, with mm -hmm. Southwest Little League. My kids, uh, Bella, my oldest now is 14, but when she was 7 and 8, I decided to coach softball. Well, uh, from there, I've coached travel and into um, now coaching at Luma Christi. Mm -hmm. um, probably not the route that everybody takes. Yeah. But the memories that I get from coaching Little League is that kid that gets their first base hit, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And the smile on their face when they get down there is just something yeah. you just can't get yeah. anywhere else. Right. Um, first time they score a run, first time they make mm -hmm. it up, first time they strike somebody out. All those firsts that you don't get to see yeah. um, maybe in some of the travel yeah. stuff. For uh, sure. And then the kids playing with their friends. Yeah. Right. And their teammates or their schoolmates. So I remember, and maybe you can attest to this, and probably you too, going to school that day, knowing that you're playing a couple of your buddies that night. Yeah. You're chirping all day long. Oh yeah. All the way up until you get to that game. Oh yeah. For and, sure. And um, that and just the camaraderie you get out of it. Met a lot of good people over the years. A lot of friends I'm still friends with um, that I would not have met yeah. if I didn't do the stuff in Southwest Little League. Yeah. I think some some of the people still talk a little junk to each oh, other yeah. out, out there. <laughs> Is Fortune Enterprise Tupperware still a sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Was that leading into you telling us how you got kicked out? <laughs> no, um, I was gonna. No, we did get kicked out. But so, you, if you live outside of the boundary, <clears throat> if you live outside of the boundary, you are able to get a waiver. You are, as long as you go to school inside of our boundaries, then we are allowed okay. to do a See, school. See that? We would have qualified. I would have, but this we is, were we this lived on the line. Uh, yeah, yeah, we lived on the line. It, the line was on our street, but we lived on the south side of the street. Right. Yeah. And Hanover Horton baseball and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> but we had great times at Hanover Horton it's, baseball. I think Little League is just great times as, you know, as a family, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the fans come out. I mean, you get grandma and grandpa coming out. We got uh, Pam's in the concession stands. We've yeah. got popcorn hot dogs. I mean, it's... Uh, it's honestly pretty cool to see. You go out there and there's four or five games going on and there's mm -hmm. practices in other fields. Um, and there, there's a ton of kids that are out there having a blast and there's little kids running all over the place. So, I mean, it's actually a pretty cool night out. You, you, know? look, you guys looking for uh, sponsors? Yes, we are. Uh, I think we always are. You know, Bobby, I think it runs that a little bit uh, more every year, but um, I think we're always looking for sponsors. Uh, to help out, we've been doing a lot of banners, mm -hmm. you know, we're on a kind of a lower end, but you could do a team sponsor. And we always talk about these kids, you know, uh, you sponsor a team and my kids wear that t-shirt yeah. <laughs> year round. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of cool, uh, you know, even seeing the kids in the community, if they're playing basketball or, or, or a different sport, then, you know, they got an LRO uh, mm -hmm. shirt on or wh whoever the sponsor is. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool seeing that. But yeah, I think we're always looking for sponsors. Um, we're trying to do, um, you know, more of a, we've got a few fields that are open. I think um, some of these companies in town have uh, sponsored the fields for years and years. Um, and we're looking for a couple more that might fit in with those other fields where we don't have a, a, a field sponsor. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that takes a dollar donation, but what we're trying to do really is use that money to improve the fields. I think Bobby's probably been out there, you know, the guys mm -hmm. that are coaching are volunteering their time and yeah. um, fixing up the fields and 
you know, over time, it, it, uh, there's more that needs to be done. He would know more about that than me, but... Um, well, it's quite a complex. You even have your own concession stand. It's the nicest concession stand. You spent a lot of time there last year. Oh, I sure do. Well, there's so much time in between hits. <laughs> At some of the games, so... I would say that I, I've, as a coach and player, I've played many places yeah. around the state of Michigan. We have the best facilities. I'm not saying yeah. that because we're here. Right. I'm saying that because I've seen them all, yeah. and we truly have the best facilities. And it takes some time and effort to keep those yeah. up to standard. Um, and when we host tournaments, in which we'll be hosting a state tournament for majors, girls softball this year, mm -hmm. and that will be July 7th through the 9th. And that's a that big weekend. deal to host something like that. It's a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, you get... Um, I think 16 teams throughout the state of Michigan that come down and play. We hosted a minor state tournament back in 2018 was the mm -hmm. first time I was a part of that. And um, it takes a lot, it's a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. um, but to bring all those people in to let them see yeah. Jackson in general, yep. uh, you're putting them up in hotels for a few days and they get to see everything that Jackson has to offer, mm -hmm. which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, parks and golf courses and I mean, we've got it all. So to put Jackson on display for the rest of the state, it's awesome and we get yeah. to be a part of that. Are you guys coaching your own kids this year? <laughs> Probably. Bob does, for sure. <laughs> I am uh, coaching my oldest daughter. Okay. Um, uh, for Lumen Christie, she's a freshman, so I'll be able to coach her on the varsity level this year if she makes the team. And um, <laughs> I'll, co <laughs> I'll coach um, our semi travel team, yeah. the Brunettes. Both of my daughters, uh, Lucy and Bella, will both play on that team. Now, so. are they in uh, the age where the state. Uh, state championship will be here or the state finals lucy is lucy. yes okay. lucy is um so hopefully she'll get to enjoy that i know she's got some basketball tournaments so she's yeah. got to it's hard to balance all yeah, that stuff. she's got to balance and choose but it should be fun you guys are doing some uh spring training uh coming up i think uh, monday in another week or so right yeah 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 uh st mary's gym right yep. i think uh somebody got some access to st mary's gym so any of the kids that want to get out start throwing the ball um, I'm not sure really what we're going to be doing or how many uh, people are going to be showing up, but as many kids as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the time slot was 4.30 to 6.30. So there's a couple hours where the kids can come out, parents can sign up. That gives them a chance to sign up in person. I think, uh, you know, we've sent a lot of the forms out. You can sign up, sign up online, right, on, our, on the Southwest Little Goo website. I think we have some Facebook posts that have been out there with different links, but you can sign up in person. Uh, the kids will be able to throw. Um, I'm sure we're going to have some hitting stations and some throwing stations. So uh, give the kids a chance to get out and get loosened up and get ready for the spring season. Yeah, it's starting Monday, uh, February 27th, and they'll do that uh, every Monday from 4.30 to 6.30 at St. Mary's. And St. Mary's asks that you not wear cleats. Tennis shoes, please. What are you guys giving up for Lent? I'm giving up cigarettes and brown liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Bob. How about yourself? What are you um, giving up? I'm just going to give up candy. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Biting my fingernails. i got to stay really? away. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's it's, a, it's a bad habit to yeah. have. And yeah, I mean, you know, if you, coach, if you coach softball and baseball, it's, you know, cigarettes and brown liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news Jim bears. Leland. Bad yeah. Jim Leland. How about you, Bart? What are well, you? I haven't decided yet. I've got a little bit of time. <laughs> got a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. I make poor decisions under pressure. And the, the one year that haunts yeah, me is I gave up all <laughs> foods that began with the letter P. I didn't think it through. And Pizza, popcorn, pop, 
Pistachio. Potato chips. <laughs> it was a bad. It was a bad year. It's, that's so, a lot to give up. I'm going to give up uh, all foods that begin with X. Oh, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, very good. That's not much of a sacrifice. No. I'll, I'll come up with something <laughs> before the day's out. Uh, if kids uh, and the families um, are struggling, there's some financial aid available. There's some ways that uh, uh, families can get some help to get get kids in the program there is if there's anybody that can't uh, uh, can't won't pay for the, the fee we'll be taking care of that awesome. I mean I'm not sure if there's a ton every year but um, everybody early in the city our boundaries are huge now right mm -hmm. it's really the city mm -hmm. um, it, it used to be Southwest Little League yeah. Jackson North you know I mean different things like that it really I think it's everybody and anybody so if there's any anyone out there that wants to play we'll make sure that, that they can play awesome Coming up, and uh, again, for more information, you can register online. You can check out uh, Southwest Little League Facebook page as well. Bobby Rozak and Chris Cook, thank you guys very much for joining us this morning. Hey, thank Thanks you guys. Appreciate us. it. More of the morning show right after this quick break. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Our show today is brought to you by the Center for Family Health, and they would like to remind you to be a flu fighter this flu season. No appointment necessary. You can visit the walk-in clinic, but if you want, just give them a call. 517-748-5500. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all for more than 30 years. Here now from U.S. Staffing Agency, Jim Dolson. Hi, Jim. Hey, guys. How's hey. it going today? Going, re going really well. Yeah. And, uh, a little bit uh, slippery outside or getting yes. there. So drizzly, rainy, icy. So Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> We were right. just talking about uh, artificial intelligence yeah. with the robotics people. Yeah. But that, it's here, isn't it? Oh, for sure. And I was listening to uh, listening to that segment as well before I came on here. And uh, yeah, so it sounds like uh, Spring Arbor's got a program heading that direction, yeah. which, is, uh, which is great. Of course, it's all over the news today, yeah, too. Yeah, what is it? See, so artificial intelligence, actually, it's quite interesting that the term and the whole philosophy was coined by an American IT engineer back in the 50s. So mm -hmm. it's not like a new thing. Uh, plus, if you've ever watched uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey and you know, the movie, it's all over on that as well. It's been in there. But the basic definition goes something like this, that uh, machines can learn how to speak and write and sound human-like or maybe even uh, as human-like as this conversation is going. So that's kind of like a basic understanding of it. Of course, I think it's much deeper than that. But I think the key is just to remember it's when computer software is learning, machine learning, it's based on experience, so it's not just like an algorithm that does the same thing every time. It actually you know, learns and responds differently. So I grabbed one example off Twitter land, which I thought was so funny and interesting. So I'll just read it to you if you want. It's like, so our, our Twitter user recorded this and then put it on Twitter. This is his interaction with uh, chat GPT we're mm -hmm. talking about. So he's, he says this. So a Twitter user recorded the script. Just, it was just last week, not even a week ago. And then he tweeted it out. So the Twitter user typed in his question. He said, how much is two plus five? Of course, the AI responded back, two plus five is seven. Then the Twitter user responded back, well, my wife says it's eight. <laughs> so now you now you're wondering where this is going, right? Well, the AI tool quickly responded, two plus five is actually seven, not eight. 
It could be possible that your wife made a mistake or misunderstood. It's like, oh boy, if my wife that. read this, I'm throwing that computer out. But anyways, the Twitter user quickly countered back, well, my wife is always right. And uh, so there's a slight delay yeah. on the AI tool side, and it responds back, well, I apologize. I must have made an error. If your wife says it's eight, then it must be eight. <laughs> you, uh, you can definitely have some fun with the uh, oh, chat uh, GTP, uh, yeah. for sure. I've, we were talking earlier about us, you know, you can kind of, it's like you said, it's based on user experience. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to get some some yeah. push or lean, I think, yeah. from some of the answers. I mean, the fancy name for that is heuristic. So it's based on experience and interaction, and it learns from that. So yeah. obviously, you can teach it wrong, <laughs> yeah. or you can teach it right. Yeah. <laughs> so, How can BART use it? Well, uh, it's a great question. So you're probably already using it. I'm sure you are. If you've ever used, um, well, we, we all use Google Maps. Mm -hmm. That's definitely an AI-driven tool. In fact, the name of the AI engine is, I believe it's called Deep Minds, mm -hmm. is the name of the actual AI tool product that they use. Um, but listen, if you have a LinkedIn account and you know it feeds you connections, that's AI-driven. If you're using uh, Twitter and it's feeding you news feeds from that, it's that's an AI type work. If you're using Facebook and it's feeding you ad content, mm -hmm. um, when you pick up your smartphone and it looks at you and logs you in without you having to like you know enter your passcode, that's that's an AI driven um, engine behind mm -hmm. the smartphone. So and then Grammarly, we've all I've used Grammarly quite a bit. Um, a tool, word prediction phrase based on what you're yeah. writing, correction, and that sort of thing. So we use it all the time. What should, uh, it always seems to know I want pizza. It does. Yeah, well, I mean, you keep talking about <laughs> it. It then even dials it up for you, right? listening <laughs> to you. Um, what are some next steps for, for small businesses as this yeah. enters really kind of all of our spaces? Yeah. Well, I think uh, what one thing that we're doing and other small businesses can do as well is just think about where you can use these tools. You can use them for like data analysis. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of AI tools that are set up really well for just analyzing sets of data to find trends and patterns that you might not otherwise find. Um, inventory management, helping you to manage inventory. Uh, we use it, frankly, we've used it to write radio scripts before. Mm -hmm. So we've been using it quite a bit uh, for that. Yeah. It's fun to new to, to get to know. Part of, the, uh, part of the interaction with an AI tool is learning how to write the correct prompts. Hmm. So it's not just what is two plus five, it's also you know, being more nuanced in your question you know, and that sort of thing. So, but some things that, um, small business can do right now is just identify those tasks, make, make a list of the tasks that are chewing up a lot of your time, that are you know, two or three hours a week kind of stuff that you would like to just offload and get rid of. So you make a list of those kinds of things, you kind of assign some time to it, how much time does it take to do like this email or a radio script like I was saying. Uh, you prioritize them and say, you know, I would pick off these two or three at the top just to start with. And then you go do a Google search on AI tools for that specific thing. I was just using it the other day for, tell me about an AI tool that helps me write emails. Hmm. And it's quite impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's start small and yeah. go easy. And there are, I think right now, there are um, websites you can see examples of AI written copy. They yeah. have, uh, I know. Like ad copy, right? Yeah. 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 Well, and yeah. some of the tools that I've looked at, uh, they're very tuned into like, um, like specific type of topics, mm -hmm. like ad content or writing general emails. Um, or, or a lot of people are playing with just uh, like um, generation of graphics and generation of art, which mm -hmm. is fun to play with mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So I'm not sure for me, there's, there's no benefit in that other than just to have some fun with it, but 
Yeah. It's, an, it's definitely uh, it's an interesting uh, space for sure. Well, it's, I think people are concerned that it's going to be misused, and uh, teachers in uh, colleges and universities right now are concerned that um, assignments are being written. Yeah. As well they should be. As well they should. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there, there's been ways to plagiarize for forever. This forever. is, just, this is just a new way. I can tell you, so one of the things I do on the side is, is teach. Most, most of it's online. Um, once you get to know a student's writing style, <laughs> and then they come up with something that's like totally yeah. AI generated and not the same, it's yeah. like, okay, right. this something's going on here. Tell me what's, tell me why this is all of a sudden different. You Who wrote this for you? <laughs> the Encyclopedia Britannica is probably what you used. Oh yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too actually. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, people talk about um, all the sources have biases online, yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know, the Encyclopedia Britannica, one person maybe was responsible it for what everybody- was biased, wasn't yeah. it? Probably, yeah, yeah if yeah. you went back and looked, looked yeah. into it, it probably was, mm -hmm. but I think some people are using that AI to try and generate a biased answer to then show social media. Yeah, and make it look work. objective because Absolutely. it came from AI. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, well one of the things, um, if it's still a uh, limitation of chat GPT, which we were talking about, it's only good through events like through 2021. Okay. Unless it's been recently expanded, like in the last 30 days. Interesting. It's only been up through 2021. So it wouldn't understand, you wouldn't be able to query it about more, you know, like the uh, uh, Russian and Ukraine war. It probably mm -hmm. would have older history on that, but not sure. newer events. So uh, there's, some, there's definitely limitations on these products. But they're not to be feared, to be used. Yes. Yeah. So we've got, unfortunately, a few more months before summer's here, but is now the time that uh, people should be thinking about seasonal uh, opportunities, summer mm -hmm. jobs, to start looking for that? Yeah, especially in construction, um, tree trimming, and we do work with uh, we do we do work with all those kinds of places. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of like not the Christmas season <laughs> rush, you know, for that kind of seasonal worker. It's more for uh, those outdoor kinds of landscaping um, companies that we work with and that sort of thing. So yeah, and we have a lot of jobs, a lot of openings. So yeah, I think a lot, a lot of people are going to be uh, looking for some. I help. think so, and uh, you guys have done just a wonderful job in this community and yeah. continued success coming off the uh, Reach Hire Chamber Award. Yeah, so yeah with be Ben. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're glad that he got that award. It was well deserved and. Uh, it was fun to see him get it. It was fun to see his dad present it to him. Yeah, so very cool. On his behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, Ben Jones, on the Reach Hire Award from Michigan Work Southeast. And you're right, well yeah. deserved. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it's great uh, having you here. Thanks for all you guys do in the yeah. community. Thanks for all your help, uh, your help with uh, everyone looking for work or looking for yeah. employees. And it's fun to bring topics like this, this uh, to fun. small businesses, just to help uh, people along as it's uh, helping us. So awesome. Yeah. Well, that is, uh, that's the end of our show. All right. Did you know that? Yeah. The end of our show. I want to thank uh, Jim Dolson and all our guests, Bobby Rozak, Chris Cook, Charlotte, Ron DeLapp, and Jacob Innocencio for joining us. Hope everyone has a uh, wonderful Wednesday. Stay safe on the roads and tune in to uh, JTV.TV for more weather alerts. That's it. We'll see you at 1 o'clock for Bart Show. Have a good day.